0: Blog Talk Radio damus, damus, damus skill.
1: Happy St. Patrick's Day and welcome to the Expect the Ant Show. I'm Expect the Ant. And as, as always I'm with Master Southern.
0: Master Dowdy. Happy St. Patrick's Day. That's the St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Drink up, drink up, drink
2: up. What's <laughs> good, what's good, well, what's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, Boston. Stick it up a Boston. So today, Be folks, down. we got a we got we got we got a wicked we got a wicked show for you today. As we coming to you worldwide on Blog Talk Radio, set your and tune in. And on today's uh, on today's show, we're gonna talk uh, on today's show. Could Chris Borland retiring hurt the NFL? Also, could Pete Rose get reinstated? Plus, we're gonna head back to the time machine. And continue ranking all 30 WrestleManias. As today we're going to uh, discuss which WrestleMania ranks in at number uh, 15. And so as always, you can call us at 347-826-7068. Or you can chat with us on Blog Talk Radio. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at antthomas twenty three. That's A-N-T-T-H-O-M-A-S-23. And so we're going to start things off with the NBA. And the number one topic in the NBA right now is all these teams resting their players. And uh, last week we had uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. They rested their players against the Washington Wizards in which uh, Washington Wizards all-star point guard John Wall said he felt disrespected that the uh, Memphis Grizzlies rested their players against against them last week. That, you know, when he wants to play, he wants to play against, you know, the, the other team's players. He doesn't want to play against a bunch of backups. So he felt disrespected that the Grizzlies rested their players last week against the Wizards. Also last week, the Golden State Warriors, Rested their players against the Denver Nuggets, and last night you had the Cleveland Cavaliers rest their power forward Kevin Love against the Miami Heat. Also last night, which to me is just laughable, the Denver Nuggets bowed him rested their players last night against the Memphis Grizzlies because they were winning too much, so they they rested their best players because they're winning too much because they want to lose so they can get draft picks. Up the Denver Nuggets, on that Philadelphia 76ers plan. Because the Nuggets have been winning too much in too many games lately, they decided to arrest their star players. Yeah. So, last month, we talked about Car Malone. As we, I played a clip of Car Malone I can played it game for you guys who said he hates wrestling players because back in his day, about him, there was no such thing as resting players unless someone were hurt. So, uh, about know, man, what's what do you feel about uh, all these NBA teams resting players because they playing the season's too long?
0: Uh, I believe, I believe, uh, I, I believe, I believe, I would, like I said, I would say, say something, I would disagree, and I would agree at the same time because I look at, um, it was Derek Rose situation. And he went hard. But at the same time he rested too, but he went hard. I I just think that the more that they play, the more they condition themselves for the game and the more games they play, the more healthier in my mindset, I would think that it'll make them more uh it'll make them more immune to injury. You understand what I'm saying? The more rested, it's like they rested. It like so many more injuries, you know?
1: Yeah, about to say, but, uh, that a, a, for Derrick Roseman, he got hurt in practice. He didn't even get in hurt practice. again.
0: Yeah. He got hurt in practice, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I, I uh, respect to them old players, though, because they, they didn't make no – they didn't complain. You know, they played their game and they did what they needed to do and they strapped up their boots but, it was ready to get into, it. you know. They, you know, you know. It just, I don't know, man. I, I just, I just really don't know. I mean, what my I, my question to you, Inspector, is: Do basketball players now in this age, in this generation, in this uh, year, do they play more games than the games that were played back in the nineties and the eighties? or is it the same amount of games?
1: No, it's the same amount of games. Same amount again.
0: So, so what? What's their excuse?
1: What is, <clears throat> well, that that's that's the thing though. That like I don't I don't understand. Okay, let me play the clip of Carmelo, then I'll jump in here. Okay.
3: That's a problem with the NBA, and the Knicks in particular. Open well,
4: soft. The whole lead is bad. It Ain't just the Damn. Knicks. It's so much bad talent. You know, they keep drafting it.
3: Who's doing, the, who's doing the scouting? I right. mean, Phil Jackson. He's you know up.
5: what's amazing? Kyle. Oak and I was talking out here a while ago. If I had to sum up one thing that I'm disappointed with and who allowed this to happen, go ahead. I have never seen so many athletes resting. Rest. rest yeah.
4: Hallelujah, rest. man. What I mean? You
5: don't have to go oh. home to rest. Let's oh. come to the game. Hey, look. Lay in the back. Look, rest. <laughs> rest. Right. Look. When I played against Oak, and I call a spade a spade, I had to have my right, right, okay. So I had to spend time in the weight room Go ahead. to prepare to play powerful, real powerful. Powerful, I yeah. Got right it. now, you never know who's playing.
2: Right,
3: really. On the way out here, what is the money or just a lack of professional pride? Look, or you got to
5: have some want to here. I didn't want to miss a game. I played right. with a little point guard that challenged me every night. And whether another power forward or another team, uh, or someone on another team said anything, right. I took it to heart. He would always right. bring it to me. It's a pride. The game, I, I love to com- I love the game. Okay, the competition that's is what drove me. That's what drove me. What drove oh, that's yeah. what drove me. oh no, it was
4: the competition. I mean, we, I mean guys are like, well, no, we got to get ready for this game. No, just get ready for every game because the team you played back then, everybody had a threat somebody was a threat, and you wanted to come out and and prove that team, hey, you ain't going to come to New York and just come in and go out and party there and come on the floor and have a good time and and, and celebrate with our fans. Now, we wouldn't go for that. You had to come in with your shoes tied tight and ready to bang because there's going to be some banging. Every day on the court, there's going to be some contact. Now, it's no more contact.
3: I like what you just said, Carl, but Stockton had the same attitude. Right. Which many people may not know that about John. He was that kind of guy.
5: One of the most fiercest competitors I ever played against. When we was getting ready for games, coach would split us up. Okay. Stock on one team, I was on another team, and I had to be ready to play him. Don't let his size fool you. <laughs> right. Trust me. But you know what? You know what? You know what? I remember the most. Go ahead. Like, like Oak said, every team, every team you played, was ready to hand it to you. Yep. Right. Now we go out. We're talking about what we're going out after the game. We hugging. I want to just doubt you. I, right. I, I believe in standing for the tension of the flag of the United States of America, right? Yep. After that, I want to pound you. Because <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. No, no. Yeah. I want to give you some doubt. Yeah. Right. But, brother, let me tell you something. When it go up, came on. It we came don't like on. each other.
3: Uh, your thoughts uh, on James Dolan, the recent email stuff, and just the overall uh, thoughts you have on the owner of the Knicks. Wow.
4: I mean, I knew the dad. Never met the son. Um Matter of fact, let me tell you a short story. I was in the All-Star last week in New Orleans. And i am um, in walking through Harris to see with LeBron. All
1: right, so that was Carmelo uh, and Charles Oakley uh, talking about, you know, how they hit the fact that, you know, uh, players today in the NBA are resting. And uh, back to your question about, in, uh, yeah, they play the same amount of games. They've been playing 82 games now since, um, you know, the 50s. So it's not and nothing's changed in the NBA over the last 60 years. So why these players know nowadays want to rest, I don't I don't get it. And uh, looking at some stats here going back to 1998, right? The Chicago Bulls last championship season. Michael Jordan bowed in at the age of 35, 5 years old in 1998. Michael Jordan played all 103 games that the Bulls played in 1998, both the regular season and playoffs. 103 games did not miss a game in 1998. But yet, you have Stephen Curry of the Golden State Warriors, who at 27, needs rest. But Michael Jordan at 35 played all 103 games.
0: <laughs> I think what it is, these players, like, they got a nightlife. They like to party, like to hang with, you know, rappers and stuff. You know yeah. yeah I mean, what I'm
1: they, they, I know the craziness they, they, that Dennis Rodman was doing during the 90s. He still played all 103 games.
0: Yeah, because Dennis Rodman, you know, he was in shape. He worked out. You know, I think Dennis Rodman took karate on the side. I think he was doing karate on the side. He was doing all kinds of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, a lot of these players, you know, they just, I don't know, man. I don't know. They, they A lot of them in all kinds of scandals. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't know man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I just uh what what do you think should happen? I mean what's your what's your take on it? I I
1: think uh excuse me. I think uh Commissioner Adam Silver should start penalizing teams for doing this. You know, if a coach comes out and says, you know, we're going to rest, you know, all our starters for a game. I think I think they should, they should start finding these teams and do something. You got to punish them. To me, it doesn't make any sense, man, for you to be resting players. You know, like Carmelo said, you know, you we played, they, they pride themselves. You know, they pride themselves back in the day on playing every game on the schedule. There was no such thing as resting players. You know, me and you talked about Allen Iverson last week. And all the injuries he had, and yet he still played every game. You know, so, and like I just talked about right now, Michael Jordan in 1998, at 35 years old, played all 103 games that the Chicago Bulls played that season. Yet you have guys like Stephen Curry of the Warriors, who's only 27, and he's hollering about he needs Ron James, who's 30, hollering about he needs rest. So, I mean, to me, it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. And uh, for me I, that's, I think I think uh, Adam Silver needs to do something about it. Because and not only that, not just the um not not just the the, the integrity of the game. If you wanna say that, they use Roger Goodell's word, the integrity of the game. Boston what about the fans? You know, I mean what if you well, if we we're a fan and uh, all you can afford is just one ticket a year and you wanna see um, they'll use, uh, they use uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers as an example since they rested the players yesterday. Now You, know, you want to see Kevin Love play. and all of a sudden, you know, they decide we're going to rest Kevin Love. That's not fair to you as a paying customer. You, know, you want to see the best players play every night. You don't want to see a bunch of backups in there. Yeah. So I th- that's why I think, you know, Adam Silver needs to do something about it because to me it's just complete BS that these, you know, these teams – are just resting players for no reason. If you ain't hurt, there's no reason for you to be resting. Like Carl Malone and Charles Barkley said, and not Carl Malone, but uh yeah not Carl Malone and Charles Oakley, so excuse me. Charles Oakley. Like they said, you know, back in their day during the uh nineties, you know what I'm saying, you pride yourself on playing every game. And you and you and you uh you and, and said that you know you take personal pride and you gotta have want to. That's the key thing he said, you gotta have want to. I don't think these I don't think uh this generation of players today to want to, you no. Know, Charles, uh, the- Charles Oakley, Charles Oakley, no, said No, these players today are soft. I don't know if you want to go that far, but that's pretty much what he thinks. And Michael Jordan pretty much said the same thing earlier this season. Year, well, LeBron James is complaining about how the season's too long, and how they need to shorten the season. What,
0: what, what, what got me? I mean, at the end of the day. It's all about the coaching at the
1: end of the day. It's the coaches, right? I mean, yeah, the coach yeah. can suggest. The co- yeah, I mean, the coach does make the final decision, but at the same time, you know, and it could be the coach's mentality too, but at the same time, for the players to just go along with it, you know, that says something too. And none of that, but uh, so far I haven't heard the coaches, you know, complain about the season's too long. We've only heard the players complain about the season's too long. No, know, I, I mean, like I said, <clears throat> so I mean, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, the coaches, the, some of the responsibility does not fall on the coaches because they are, um, they are resting these players like the Denver Nuggets yesterday. The Denver Nuggets are not making the playoffs. So there's really no reason for those, those guys to even need rest. You know, but they basically rest their players because they feel like, you know, they, they're winning too much and they're trying to lose some games so and get good draft picks, which, you know, they, they're doing the Sixers. You know, they're they following the Sixers' motto. And that's something else that, um uh, Adam Silver needs to stop, too. <clears throat> you can't have these teams losing on purpose just to get better draft picks. That's, that's BS. I mean, the Sixers are pretty much throwing away this whole entire season doing that crap. And now you got the Denver Nuggets, because they won five games in a row, they feel like they're winning too many games, so now it's time to rush their players. The Sixers did it earlier this year. You know, they got a little winning streak. Oh, we're winning too many games. So we're going to trade all our best players. So they can start, suck it start sucking again. That, that shit needs to stop, too. <laughs> right now, if, I, if, I'm a, if I'm a Sixers fan or if I'm a Nuggets fan, I'll be pissed off right now because, you know, I, I want to see my team, you know, win. I want to see my team compete. You now I look at – because right now, I look at the Boston Celtics. And the Boston Celtics, you know, they are – they're rebuilding right now. They're, re, they're a rebuilding team. And uh, the question that everybody's starting to ask themselves right now is that Boston, even though they're rebuilding like the Sixers and Nuggets are, but they're right now. The Celtics actually have a chance to make the playoffs this year. They're in a three-way tie with uh, Miami, Charlotte. Well, they're in three or two with Miami and Charlotte for that last playoff spot. And uh, you know, people are starting. To, you know, people in the media are saying maybe Boston should start losing on purpose and so they get better draft picks. If I'm a Celtics fan, I want my team to do well. Yeah, we're not going to win a championship this year, but at least I get to see my team in the playoffs. At least I can be excited for you know next season, saying that you know what. We can continue to build off the success we had this year and build something towards next year instead of just losing games on purpose and putting a team on there that you know can't even compete in the sake of winning. And that makes no sense to me. And so to me, Adam Silver needs to do something about all these teams rushing their players for no reason. And he also needs to do something about these teams trying to lose on purpose. Because like I said, it's complete BS. And I don't want to hear you know, uh, the quote of Sam Hinckley the general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers, I don't want to hear, you know, respect the process. The process, you know, the <laughs> process. The process sucks. So I, I ain't trying to wait ten years for the Sixers to start winning. Man,
0: yeah, that's crazy, man. Man, I me mean, probably that as all nowhere in ten years. Nah, i don't about to respect the process. We're gonna win the championship in ten years. Man, crazy. I mean, I want. I bet. Alan Iverson is losing his mind. Don't he work for the Seven Sisters right now?
1: Yeah, him, Dr. J. I mean, even Charles Barkey, you know, another Sixers legend talking about you know, what the hell's going on in Philadelphia.
2: <laughs> you don't know what's going on. <laughs>
0: what got me? I don't understand why a lot of these players, man, don't become coaches or no, they all want to become owners, but why don't they become coaches, man? Like, like well, I'll
1: tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. And, uh, you know, Carl Malone and, uh, and uh, Charles o- – I'll play the clip again. I'll play the whole thing this time all the way through. But this is their reason why, you know, you don't see too many players and coaches uh, – excuse me, players becoming coaches. I mean, there's some players that are coaches like right now in Golden State. You have, uh, you know, Steve Curry used to play for the Bulls during the 90s. Um, but for the most part – uh. Here, here's Carmelo uh, and Charles uh, Oakley. This is an interview they did last month on the Boomer Carton show in New York.
3: That's a problem with the NBA, and the Knicks in particular. Well, soft. the whole
4: lead is bad. It ain't just the Man. Knicks. It's so much bad talent, you know. They keep drafting it.
3: Who's
5: How? doing the, the scouting? I right. mean, Phil
3: Jackson. He's. You, you know up. what's
5: amazing? Go. Oak and I was talking out here a while ago. If I had to sum up one thing that I'm disappointed with, and who allowed this to happen? Go ahead. I have never seen so many athletes resting. Rest. rest yeah. Hallelujah. Rest. Man. What, what, I mean, you don't have to go oh, home to rest. Let's come oh, to the game. Hey, look, lay in the back. Look, rest. Right. <laughs> look, when I played against Oak, and I called a spade a spade, I had to have my right. Right. Okay. So I had to spend time in the weight room. Go ahead. To prepare to play powerful. Real powerful, powerful, right? Now you never know who's playing, right? Really, on the way out here. Was it the the
3: money or just a lack of professional pride?
5: Look, you got to have some want to here. I didn't want to miss a game. I played with a little point guard that challenged me every night. And whether another power forward, or another team, uh, someone on another team said anything, I took it to heart. He would always bring it to me. It's a pride. The game, I I love to com. I love the game okay the competition that's what, is what that's drove what me drove oh, yeah. that's what yeah. Yeah. drove I mean, me woke, oh no that. it was
4: the competition I mean, we, I mean guys are like well no we gotta get ready for this game no just get ready for every game because the team you played back then everybody had a threat Somebody was a threat, and you wanted to come out and, and prove that team hey, you ain't going to come to New York and just come in and go out and party there and come on the floor and have a good time and, and, and celebrate with our fans. Now, we wouldn't go for that. You had to come in with your shoes tied tight and ready to bang because there's going to be some banging. Right. Every day on the court, there's going to be some contact. Now, it's no more contact.
3: I like what you just said, Carl, but Stockton had the same attitude.
5: Right.
3: Well, which many people may not know that about John. Let me,
5: let me he tell was you. that
3: kind of guy.
5: One of the most fiercest competitors I ever played against. When we was getting ready for games, coach would split us up. Okay. Stock on one team, I was on another team, and I had to be ready to play him. Don't let his size fool you. <laughs> right. Trust me. But you know what? You know what? You know what? I remember the most. Go ahead. Like, like Oak said, every team, every team you played, was ready to hand it to you. Yeah. Right. Now we go out. We're talking about what we're going out after the game. We hugging. I want to just dap you. I, right. I I believe in standing for the tension of the flag of the United States of America. Right. Yep. After that, I want to pound you because <laughs> yeah. no 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 no. I want to give you some dap. Yeah. Right. But brother, let me tell you something. When it go up, come on. It we
3: came don't like on. each other. Your thoughts uh, on James Dolan, the recent email stuff, and just the overall uh, thoughts you have on the owner of the Knicks.
4: Wow. I mean, I knew the dad, never met the son. Um, Matter of fact, let me tell you a short story. I was in the All-Star last week in New Orleans. And um, I'm in walking through Harris. I see some LeBron, some of his guys, my guy Jacob. So I see Wow Wow West and Dolan. And I said, wow, I ain't never met this guy. You never met Jim Dolan? Never Nolan. met him. So I go over to West. I said, West, let me meet Dolan. He said, OK, come on over here. Woo. So I go to West, uh, um, Mr. Dolan, James, uh, this is Mr. Ogilvy, he said, I said, I, I said you never met me before. He wouldn't even turn around and look me in the eye. When was this? Last year. Shut up.
3: You had never met James
4: Dolan. No, never met him. So matter of fact, the last two games I've been to the Knicks, I bought them on StubHub tickets. Come on. Man. Yeah. That's how bad really? It. So yeah. you
3: first met James Dolan a year ago through World Wide Web.
4: No, he went. I went to meet him, but he wouldn't it. turn around and talk to me. He wouldn't talk to me. He you. wouldn't even look why me in do my do eyes. You why, do you think why? You know why? You, you know why? You? I don't know. He said I said something in the paper 15 years ago. And I asked even I asked the commission to set up a meeting. I said, Well get all the articles. I said, what have I said? Right. Well have I said I'll back up. I would come on air and
3: clear it up. What have you said about him or the Knicks that I don't know
4: about? It? I haven't said nothing. But when you 11 or 10 and 45, what can you say good about? Nothing. I mean, at what all you want me to do? To people joke. in New York know sports. Why right. should I jeopardize my friendship with the fans over the years? Love me, I respect them. or saying something that don't make sense, like a lot of people do in this city. So let
3: me ask you this: <laughs> uh, No That's disrespect true. to Larry Johnson. Larry right. Johnson has a deal with the Knicks and the Garden. Right. You're more of a Nick by far than Larry Johnson, with no disrespect to Larry. No
4: disrespect. Why
3: would they say uh, a Curry favor to LJ and turn their back to you?
4: I don't know. I played for 10 years. I, I mean, I took charge of diving the stands. Jumping in front of trucks. I don't
6: know. How about when you left? When you, what was it like when you left? Was there, was there they just some animosity? Me. I know that, but was there any <laughs> animosity? Did you say anything after you had left? After you no, well, I mean, no, I, never, say, I ain't never had
4: to apologize about nothing I said about basketball. I mean, I don't talk to be talking. I talk about what I know. Yeah. I've been around basketball. I played the area was. You don't talk just be talking. Barkley was all one talking when he got on the court. He got his head knocked in. Yeah, yeah.
6: well, you know it's kind of <laughs> interesting, Charles, because I I I heard that there were there were some issues, whatever they were. I'm But what's issues? I was, I was going to the matter of fact, The
4: why I really found this out, I was going through some games to three years ago. So I said, um, you know, I was at the Garden. i was doing interviews. I said they followed me around. They got mad and this and that. And um, I called, It was a preseason game. I was like, can I get a couple of tickets? So I remember that I called to get a couple of tickets. Like no, and then I called Alan. I said Alan, because Alan's just a deal. He said, well, I, some people there said, you know, you've been talking. And I said, you knew this. You didn't call and tell me about this play. This is preseason. It's,
7: it's tough between you and X. Ex- you teammates. would have
4: rectified it. Deal. how do you know? I'm like, what is I? Okay, so I'm, I'm asking, them, what did I say? They said, well, you, he said you said because then when Mari came here, I said in the paper. Like Mario's not an East Coast player; he's a West Coast player. It's a different play with the ball game. They
1: got yeah. mad about that. <clears throat> so pretty much, man, like they they feel like the reason why uh, a lot of these ex uh, you know, players are not getting like coaching jobs and uh, the front office jobs because these analytics people you know, like Mister Sam Hinkie, where it's all about analytics and numbers and math and stuff, and that's and that's what you use to build a good team.
0: I guess I gotta respect the process, right?
1: Oh yeah, if you want to lose for the next ten years, then yeah, respect the process.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, but but it, it would make it would make a whole lot of sense if, if uh they would you know what I'm saying? it would make a whole lot like sense. Greatest player, of, one of the greatest players of all time, Michael Jordan, coach of basketball you know, coach the Bulls. I mean, my God. that's me. You got you got a lot of these legends. It not coaching. Well a- I mean in
1: fairness though so Michael Mexico Jordan do something better like than coaching that's that's being the owner. I mean he's the owner of the Hornets, you know, I mean that's better than coaching.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm pretty sure he yeah. goes to practice every day.
0: Yeah. But I mean ain't nothing like, you know, getting into in the just talking to them mentoring players, you know. Like uh like, we had, we, you know, you know just just like 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 an old-school old, a old school player like KG, you know what I'm saying, Kevin Garnett. They respect him, you know what I'm saying?
1: Well, yeah, because a lot of the players on the Timberwolves weren't even born when Kevin Garnett was drafted.
0: But if we had a bunch of players like that that just mold and mentor the young players, maybe the rest of them wouldn't even be an issue.
1: And that's another argument too you can make too that you know, where's the veteran leadership? You know, a lot of these uh there's there's no more like veteran guys on one of these teams. Um and and I think I think you're right, man. I think the league does need more people like uh you know Kevin Garnett, who even though at this stage in his career he's no longer the player that he once was, but he still serves a purpose. And even though Minnesota's losing a lot, but he's mentoring these young players, he's mentoring them and uh, you know, and, and giving them a level of guidance. <clears throat> that he got when he first came to the league back in '95.
0: Like instance, he got onto them about them cell phones, about them cell phones.
1: Yeah, you no know, sooner if he catches you on a cell phone in the locker room, he throwing it in the toilet. See,
0: that's 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 called that's one of them um, that character building. You know what I mean? What you need a cell phone for? They ain't gonna make you play no more better, better basketball. <laughs> and then now, time ten they texting the other teammate, the other guy on the other team. Yeah, going to take it to you to the paint. You understand know what I'm saying? I, and...
1: Well, that's another thing. Carmelo just complained about Tuesday. You know, he hates the fact that uh, everybody's friends now. Everybody's buddy buddy. You no, know, he was saying that back in their day. You know, they try to. They, they want to destroy you. They don't want to be your friend. <laughs>
0: Knock your head off, man. Always <laughs> lying to you when you go up for a layup. It was crucial, man. Yeah, like
1: Charles Oakley said, man, every time Barkley talked back on the court, man, he, like Barkley got his head knocked in. <laughs>
0: Play a wrong. It was serious business, man. Nothing personal. Everything was serious. Serious business. But I guess when they get the millions, like, ah, oh, man, you know, I'm injured, but, you know, I ain't worried about this $24 million check that coming in. I, I'm still good. I still do what I want. Uh, my bills paid. I ain't worried
1: about anything. Yeah, even though I'm sitting out today's game, I still get to collect my paycheck.
0: Yeah, that, was, that was, I was looking at Derek Rose. I'm like, man, I mean, I, hopefully, hopefully he'll come back. Hopefully he'll come back and uh, play the rest of the season, you know. I just I just couldn't believe he didn't come back, man. And He was cleared. The doctor cleared him, but he just took it upon himself just to sit out for the whole season. That was crazy. And they could have won that championship, you know.
1: Yeah. And uh, Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr, the, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, uh, he's actually a former player. Like I said, he used to play for the Bulls uh, during the 90s. You know, uh, he's, he's more famous for, uh, you know, getting punched in the face by Michael Jordan at practice. But uh, Steve Kerr, you know, he said that he received some uh, angry emails from uh fans about him resting his players last week. So he's hearing it from the fans. I mean, we don't want to kill
0: the players. You know, the players need rest because, you know, injuries, that's understandable. But... I mean, okay. Let's 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 let, let's break it down like this. When we say resting, what do we mean when we say resting?
1: Well, when we say resting, the meaning like okay, instead of like for the Warriors situation, Steve Kerr, the head coach, of the Warriors, he pretty much decided that uh, his his starting lineup is not going hmm. to play. He's not going to play. He's going to sit on the bench and watch the game from the bench and not going to play. And so no, the, the whole thing. Yeah, so instead, he just played a bunch of backups and reserves, and, uh, you know, pretty much said, they, you know, the, the players need to rest because some of the players complained they were too tired, so the coach gave him rest. You know, gave him, just gave him the night off.
0: How do they be too tired if they ain't playing through the whole game? Like, I don't understand it. They must play like a game before, like yesterday. They they played Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right? They probably they played three, three games a week. Yeah, sometimes something like
1: three or four games a week. But, I mean, my point is, though, is that if players from the, the 90s did it, players in the 80s did it, players in the 2000s did it, players in the 70s did it, players in the 60s did it, players in the 50s did it, players in the 40s did it, why can't players here in the 10s do it? I mean seriously. What do the players today? <laughs> you
0: no, know, the, the, the players point. Today, good so point, What do, the,
1: the, the, point. Point. the players today have that is so difficult in going on in their lives? That you know that that the players in the 40s had it like that. Players today act like they have it so much harder than like let's say the players in the 40s. Well, all the nonsense that was going on in the 40s, those guys never missed a game. You no, know, players in the 40s didn't rest nobody. Now they played all 82 games, so why players today can't do? Like I said, to start the segment in 1998, Michael Jordan at 35 years old played all 103 games for the Bulls and led the Bulls to the championship. So if Michael Jordan at 35 could play 103 games, why can't Stephen Curry at 27? Why can't Clay Thompson at 25 play all 82 games for the Warriors?
0: I know what. You why. Let me tell you what. Why? Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Twitter. Basketball wise. <laughs> it's too Hollywood, man. It's too Hollywood, man. It's too hey, basketball ain't got feminine it's it's more a feminist sport, now, man. <clears throat> You saying? They're feminizing basketball. Basketball used to be a masculine sport. You watch you know, Michael Jordan, ah, ah this is a from
1: the free throw line. I don't want to use the word feminine, or because you no, know, there is you no know, women's basketball, but yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I, I mean, guess it's like, I guess the more appropriate down, word, I guess. But, I guess the more appropriate word is the word that uh, you no know, Malone used that is their soft. As Charles Oakley was saying, you no know, players. You know, back in the day they used to, you know, go at it, they used to elbow, close line each other and you know, nowadays they don't even touch each other.
0: What does Shaq <clears throat> take on it?
1: Uh Shaq has not spoken on it. Even though Shaq's uh teammate with the Lakers, Rick Fox, says that uh he doesn't like it. And uh, some breaking news here, um, Jack Haley, uh, he played on those uh, Chicago Bulls teams of the 90s. Uh, when well, he played for the Chicago Bulls in 96, won a championship uh, back in 96, and the Bulls won um, an NBA record 72 games that season, and uh, won the championship to beat the Seattle Supersonics that year, but uh, he just passed away at the age of 51, he, had, uh, he died of heart disease. Yeah, well, he's 51 years old, and uh, he played for the Chicago Bulls, the Jersey Nets, Los Angeles Lakers, and San Antonio Spurs uh, during his uh, career. And he's also known for being uh, Dennis Robbins' best friend. So I know Dennis Robbins, was taking it pretty hard. And uh, uh Sky Pippa, he said on Twitter, uh, very sorry to hear my old teammate Jack Haley has passed away. He was a great guy who i stayed in touch with over the years. And R.I.P. So uh, yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace to uh, Jack Haley, who uh, dies at the age of fifty-one, former Chicago Bulls player. You want
0: to do a moment of silence for him? Yeah, we could. Yeah. Hey, welcome to What's Happening and What's app Oh, what's happening, you ask? The $2 sausage McMuffin with egg at at McDonald's. McDonald's. Ooh, so
1: good. Ooh, savory sausage, melty cheese. And egg on a freshly toasted muffin for for $2. And What's app the McDonald's app. Download it on your phone
0: right now so you can get up on some exclusive deals only available on the McDonald's app. This Bobby emoji, out of here. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined
5: with any other offer or combo meal.
1: All right, so uh, we're going to move on to the NFL. As uh, the, the big story in the NFL today is uh, last night, San Francisco 49ers linebacker Chris Borland announced his retirement from the NFL at just 24 years old after playing just one season in the NFL. And uh, he said his reasoning for retiring early was because of all the new data out right now about long-term effects of concussions. And uh, last week, Battle, you and I, we talked about well, all these players retiring early. Should the NFL be concerned about the future of its sport? And you said last week that uh, you said no. You said that you didn't think the NFL should be uh, concerned at all. But now a week later, uh, do you still feel the same way as you did last week, or do you feel like you know the NFL should be worried about uh, the future of its sport?
0: I think the NFL should take more precautions with their players. They should, they should, you know, come up with more innovative ways to protect the head of the player. You know what I'm saying? Concussion is a serious thing. They get, they got to do better with them helmets.
1: Well, they have, they have. I mean, the helmets now are totally different than how the helmets were even 10 years ago. So they've, they've, they've done things and new things, but the way I look at it is at the end of the day, there's always so much the NFL could do. The, the, the game of football in itself is a barbaric sport. And you got, you know, you got men who weigh over 200 pounds, running at each other at full speed, you know, just colliding with one another. And... You know, anybody out there that's ever played football with pads on, you know, them hits sound like, you know, you just got into a car accident. You know, it's a collision sport. and So unless you, unless you, you know, take the physicality out of football and just start playing, you know, uh, two-hand touch, you're going to have concussions. You're going to have injuries. You know, so it's always, I mean, there's always so much the NFL can do to, to limit it. The question they're going to have, though, is that, and I talked about this last week, is that participation in Pop Warner is down. Parents don't want their kids playing football. Now we got you no know, players retiring in their twenties, you know, turning down millions and millions of dollars into playing football. And now, you know, if you're the NFL or just just in general, I mean just a sport in football in general. Whether it's Pop Warner, high school, college, whatever, NFL, you gotta start to wonder, man, the future of the sport because No, they're not worried about our generation. It's uh, your son's generation, you know, because 10 years from now, there's more information now about the long-term effects of concussions than there was when I was in high school 10 years ago. And some of the stuff that I've read about concussions, if I would have known about that stuff in high school, instead of me playing football, I probably would have focused more on either basketball or tennis or something like that. And so, uh, 'cause those are the other sports that I play was basketball and tennis. I would've focused more on those sports instead of football, knowing the stuff that I know today. And so now with more and more information out, there's probably even gonna be more information out ten years from now than there is today. So ten years from now, when your son is in high school, he might read up on all this stuff and say, like, look, you know, what what's the point of me um you know suffering through brain damage when I could easily just you know play, you know, basketball or Soccer or, or baseball or something like that and still make the same amount of money without, you know, killing myself.
0: Yeah.
1: And that, but, that's the issue. That's the issue the NFL and just the sport of football in general might have.
0: But anything that you go into in life, whether it's golf or NASCAR or even basketball, I mean, basketball don't have no helmet or anything, but you go up for layer, somebody go up under, you can fall on your head. And then that brain damage right there, concussion.
1: Yeah, you know well, I mean? I mean, yeah, but the way, you know, the way as, uh, as soft as the NBA is becoming, you know, that, that's not going to happen because as you heard Carmelo and Charles Oakley said, man, they don't even touch nobody. Nobody even touches nobody anymore. This ain't the 90s. Well, like, like I said,
0: anything you do, it, it have a risk. Do I think it's going to affect NFL? No. Because as long as you have, you know, as long as you have football in high school and, and high school football and have college football. I mean, college college football is king. I yeah, mean, but that's,
1: that's the problem. That's, that's the problem, though, is that parents don't want their kids playing football. So parents don't want their kids playing football, that affects high school football. And so if nobody's playing high school football, that's going to affect college football. If that affects college football, it's going to turn and affect the NFL.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but have you, are there, like, data that is football, the sport of football going downhill to the point where people are not actually, is that data, like, accurate? Is they really actually, is it, or are we yeah, talking about going over, over, yeah.
1: <clears throat> over the last, you know, three or four years of participation in Little League, Pop Warner. Has gone down because Mm. parents are saying they don't want their kids playing football now. High school football, no, the kids are still playing high school football, and kids are still playing college football, but Pop Warner is going down, and so the age level for Pop Warner, like I said, no, your son's age group, no, that generation, that's the age right now that's playing Pop Warner. So if if your son's age group, his generation, if they're not playing football now. what makes you think that, you know, 10 years from now, when they get to high school, they're going to want to play football. You know, when they've already grown up, you know, playing other sports like baseball and basketball and stuff like that or soccer. And so when they get older, they're going to continue playing the sports they're already playing. And then when they get to college, they're going to, you know, play, continue playing the other sports because they feel like, okay, now I have opportunity to get a scholarship. And then once they're in college, can go I can go pro in this sport and still make millions of dollars. Without actually, you know, dealing with the side effects of playing football, so that, that's why I mean the future is, is not is not so much um, us, our me and you generation, or you know, the generation that's in college right now, or the generation that's in high school right now. It's the generation that's in elementary school right now. That generation, their parents don't want them playing football, and because of that, that generation they're not playing Pop Warner, and that's why I said. You know, 15, 20 years from now, should the NFL be worried about the future of his sport? Because 15, 20 years from now, it's going to be people like your son who's going to be playing in the NFL. Yeah. And if, if his generation's not playing Little League football, then it's going to be hard for his generation to get into wanting to play in the pros. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, 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 you, know, you know, it's funny we're talking about this right now. It's like just five, ten years go by fast, man. And after effects is what we're talking about right now. just to see it just unravel, I like, you know, I hope it don't go. I love football. I love watching the game. I just hope that they don't make the game so, you know, it's so strict the way, you know, contact is all Context is going because, like, like now, you know. I mean, I understand the quarterback. Well, I, mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, now I mean
1: now they changed the rules so much to where you can't even touch nobody. I mean, you no, know, uh, back in the uh, during football season, remember we played the interview of Ray Lewis when he was complaining about all the new rules
0: and how yeah. soft
1: they made the game to where, you know, uh, you can't touch the wide receiver, you gotta let the, the receiver catch the football and make a minute and then let him make a football move, then hit him. No you know, before you could hit him. Before he even catches the football, because the whole point is not to let him catch the football. Now you got to let him catch it and make him actually run a little bit before you can even touch him. No, you can't touch nobody now. No, if you touch the quarterback, man, it's a 15 yard penalty. They got that that Tom Brady rule where you can't hit the quarterback below the the waist. But see, that's what
0: I'm saying. I mean, I understand, you know. I understand, but it's just. Stopping up the sport, but I don't know. I don't know. I remember I remember when they used to rock, Lloyd Taylor used to rock some quarterbacks. You
1: remember? <laughs> yeah, I remember. But you know, And then also, too, what doesn't help, though, is that also, too, you got a lot of retired players suing the NFL right now because of that concussions. And right yeah. now, you know, Junior Seau's family is suing the NFL because they blame the NFL for the reason why Junior Seau committed suicide. Nah,
0: they can't do that, man. And see that—that's what I'm saying. Like that, they can't blame the NFL for that, man. I mean, as much as I—I I feel for the family, what happened, it, it happened. You—you you can't change that, you know. Uh, I know y'all angry, but y'all mad, but you know, I know y'all want y'all your husband, and I know y'all want your father back, but you know. You can't sue the NFL for that. I mean, you could sue, and they are. Then they already gave them a settlement of like forty-four million dollars. Like
1: a <clears throat> yeah, but the, the family, the family turned it down.
0: How are you gonna
2: turn down forty-four million dollars? I mean, because
1: they want they want the NFL to be held responsible for you no know, Junior Sale committing suicide. They believe the NFL is at fault for Junior Seau committing suicide.
0: So tell me this, okay? I heard what you just said. So what do they want? What I mean, they want more money. I don't know exactly what they want, but
1: they just feel like the NFL needs to be held responsible. they
0: giving them forty million dollars. I'm supposed. To. I, mean, I mean, they're like suing, like you won't. you you, you understand what I'm saying though, though? Don't you understand like? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Looking. I mean,
1: you're trying to figure out. You know, are they in it for the money? I mean, what's what's the point? You know, you just turned down a, a settlement. But I, I don't I don't know I mean, I don't know what at the end of the day what they what they want. I don't I don't understand um I don't understand how you can how the NFL could be held responsible for Junior Sayo committing suicide, especially since he committed suicide after he already retired. It wasn't like, you know, he was so stressed out from playing in the NFL and that he killed himself while he was still playing. He already retired when he killed himself. He wasn't even playing football. You know, it could just be he was going through some stuff at his life at that time and he just couldn't deal with it anymore. I don't know. But uh but as far as his family's concerned, they want the NFL to be held responsible because they feel like it's the NFL's fault for him killing himself.
0: I I I I do not agree. I, I, a, I, just like, I just can't agree with it. But I, I I I don't even think it's my business to even speak on that. But I think I need to stand down.
2: <laughs> you, you
0: know, I'm open minded but I think I probably need to stand down from that. Cause, uh you know, that's personal. That's somebody. I, I just really don't think that I, I just trying to like I said, I'm trying to figure out how they're gonna like wasn't no no crime was committed. That that's the thing, like you can't Take them to criminal court and have people prosecuted and put in jail. So, I mean, they settling in with y'all for $44 million. Y'all so turned that down. Y'all said you want them to be held responsible. But what I'm thinking is the ultimate goal, what you're trying to do just to make the NFL go under and just ban them with no more football being played? Is that what, is that what that's the whole thing? That's what they want? Is that the goal? Is that what they're they shooting for? Okay, according, to family,
1: okay, according to his uh his wife, uh well his ex wife, they were they were uh, they divorced. But his ah. ex wife the uh his ex wife, his, his two kids and his mother, they're the ones that are involved in this uh, lawsuit. Okay. And um the ex wife says that uh, they want the NFL to be held uh, accountable. You know, they want the NFL to the NFL is not taking ownership of what they claim they did to her husband. So pretty much what they filed, they filed a, they filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the NFL.
0: Now,
1: how how far do you think they're going to go? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because like we talked about this last month when uh, it came out that both the NFL, both retired NFL players and retired NHL players were retired, were suing both leagues over concussions because uh, hockey players are uh, complaining about the same thing that football players are, and that is uh, both leagues, both the NHL and the NFL, hid information about concussions. All this information that's coming out right now about the long-term effects of concussions, these players believe that the NFL had this information during uh, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, but never said anything until now because obviously the Internet, you can just Google everything. And so now all this information is coming out, like it's brand new information. But these hockey players and these football players are saying that the, NFL's, these, the NFL and the NHL have always had this information, and they just never said anything to us. They hid it from us. It's the same reason why Vince McMahon is getting sued right now, because a lot of former wrestlers are Vince, suing Vince McMahon because they're saying Vince McMahon has this information as well, but Vince McMahon never did anything to protect them. So, uh, I wanna so you, yeah, go ahead, Barbara.
0: I want to ask you what 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 are the okay concussion? Okay, what are the long, the short term effect, and what is the long term effect of having a concussion? Just one. Well, I I could tell Just you the short term
1: effect. I I could tell you the short term effects because I I've me personally I've had concussions before, and so like short term effects is like you know, you lose your memory. And okay. you, you know, like for me, like for me, when I got my concussion, to this day I can't even tell you what happened that day. I don't even remember how I even got the concussion. I just know what people tell me what happened, but for me personally, I can't remember. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like that whole entire day or two, it just completely erased from my memory. I don't remember what happened, where I was at. I don't remember. So you lose your memory as far as long term. You no, know, they have this thing called the uh, CTE and it's like a it's like a brain yeah, brain disease and that um you know from repeated uh multiple concussions so it can cause like a dementia, uh aggression, which means you start, you know, becoming uh violent all of a sudden, uh confusion, you know, you start, you know, forgetting where you're at and uh depression. And so uh Junior Say when they did the autopsy they found out he had C T E. And according to uh you no know, uh you know, doctors, most people who get CTE are football players, hockey players, wrestlers and boxers. Those four uh, professions get more CTE than the average human being. And uh you no, know, just like anybody who's ever had a concussion before, the doctor always tells you, When you have a concussion, it's a lot easier to get a second one after you already had the first one because your brain all of a sudden becomes sensitive. So like for me, since I've had concussions before, I could just easily bump my head right now, and I can easily get another concussion. So my brain is a lot more sensitive now than the average person because I've had concussions before. Now all this information about CTE, again, is just now coming out. But what these football players, these hockey players, and these wrestlers are complaining is that, you know, Vince McMahon, the NFL. The NHL, they've always had this information, but they never said anything to us. We're just now finding out about it. And even though the the, the media and everybody else wants to act like all this information is new that just came out, these uh, football players, hockey players, and wrestlers are saying they've had this information since the 70s and 80s and the 90s and 2000s, but never said anything to us. So we're out here putting our lives on the line, not knowing the dangers of playing this sport. And that's why now you're seeing a lot of football players retiring at the age of twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, because they're afraid of getting CTE.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so to answer your previous question about how far would all these lawsuits go, I don't know. It all depends on how much does the NFL know, how much did the NHL know, how much did the Vince had how much did the Vince McMahon and WWE knew.
0: <sighs> yeah, but, but, but the love of the sport The love of the game And keep people playing I mean Amer- that, Football is an American sport
1: Yeah but battle, Once upon a time Baseball was an American sport And look how that was a sport Just fell off the mat So I mean Things yeah. do change
0: Yeah things do change But you know uh, Like I said In the beginning of the show Not the beginning But in the middle of was Everything has a risk. You know what I'm saying? I mean, anything that you do, it have a risk. When you become a police officer, you got a certain risk. Football player, certain risk. Baseball player, certain risk. Pitching, certain risk. You know what I'm saying? Becoming the pitcher, a pitcher, certain risk. Running back, certain risk. You know, you a quarterback, that's high risk. But you're a leader of the team. But you're high risk of getting concussion. You know what I'm saying? Um, even NASCAR. NASCAR have a certain risk. But it's a sport, you know. I mean, you can't be scared to live now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't. But at the same time, you know, the information being withhold, I don't agree with it. I don't agree. The NFL withholding the information of the NHS NHL, we holding information, um, letting the people know that the risk I mean, if they had this information all them years and not educate the players on it, then, yeah, yeah, that, that's a lawsuit. Yeah, I know. But if the players knew what they were getting themselves into before they got into it, hey, they, you know, they signed the contract. They, even when you play, I remember when I was playing football, I was playing, uh, I was playing Pop one. I was playing Kentucky called Bud Hudson football, and we had to sign a little waiver, in case of injury, death, and whatnot, you know. But that's, uh, that's,
1: sorry, sorry to cut yeah. you off about it. Sorry to cut you off. I just also wanted to say too, because uh, I'm reading on CTE right now. Uh, Chris Benoit, you know, his autopsy showed that he also suffered from CTE as well. So since mm-hmm. CTE uh, causes aggression, that can explain why he he did what he did. Yeah,
0: he did. Went off and killed this whole family and stuff. Yeah, yeah. C T E. And what 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 is C T what is what is C T E? What the acronym? What what does that mean? Like the each letter.
1: Uh, chronic, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. I, I think I said that right. The e, The E part is a is a long word. But it's a chronic chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Hm. Mm.
0: Mm. Hey, spell it out. Spell it out. The E word. Uh
1: it's a E N C E P H A L O P A T H Y.
0: In is there like a uh like a kind of like a cure for it. Is there anything that you could do to kind of like downsize the symptoms? Do they have any uh any therapy? Well, there's no for that? there's
1: no there's no there's no cure because like I said it's um it's a disease that affects your brain. And a lot of times you don't know that you have it until they until you die. So for right now there is no cure and there's really no way of detecting it. But for them to detect it, yeah. For them to they actually have to do studies on your brain, and they can't do that until after you die.
0: And that's so? I mean, but that's 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 so. so after you die, they, they open your head and then they check. Oh yeah, he had that, but they don't. They can't do like a MRI to check if you got it or not. Uh, I
1: guess right now, no. Uh, for right now, most of the people they found that have it, uh. They, they wait to die. And like I said, the symptoms are dementia. You know, you don't have to have a, a head injury to suffer dementia. I mean, old people, you know, get dementia all the time. I mean, Ronald Reagan had it. You know, uh, you no know, loss of memory, uh, aggression, which means you become violent. You know, uh, you, you get confused. You forget where you're at. And then depression. They you, know, you become depressed. Those are the five symptoms. And so, like I said, at least with some of those symptoms, you no, know, that could happen to any ordinary person. So, I mean, it's, it's really hard to tell. You know, you yeah. really actually study somebody's brain to figure out if they got it, because they can tell by, you, know, they, you know, I don't know there's some something they can do to you. you know, there's different ways they can study the brain, but for right now, um, for right now, there's no way they can, uh, you know, test the brain and see if you have it while you're still alive. And right now, they only can do it when you So I guess uh, technology, that advanced enough for them to you know, discover it while you're still living mm. but like I said most of the people that have gotten it so far are football players hockey players wrestlers and then boxers too man because everybody's body's different Cause, I mean you look at somebody like Troy Man. You no, know, he had to retire because of concussions. Because he had 12 concussions during his career. So, and yet, he has, as uh, from what we know, he has yet to show any sense of CTE. Uh, same thing with Steve Young. So maybe everybody's body's different. But Junior Seau, he had it. He ended up, you know, killing himself. So because of that, you know, the fans want to you know Junior Seau. Uh once the NFL excuse me would be responsible for what happened to Junior Say.
0: I wonder I wonder if uh that's why uh uh Jermaine Taylor acting the fool. Maybe he got this. You could you
1: could, you could be. It? Yeah, you could be. You never uh, could be. You could be right. You could be right.
0: Took a lot of blows to the head. Now he a boxer, main champion, world champion boxer uh, from Little Rock, Arkansas. Because now he they got him like he got crazy, and then they put him in the insane asylum or something. Yeah. No, no, he got
1: arrested. He got arrested for uh, you know threatening to kill his family. Uh, during uh, I want to say Martin Luther King Day weekend, yeah. And so uh, you know, his family, so he got arrested, but his family saying that instead of putting him in jail, you know, let him go see a psychiatrist, you know, to see what's wrong with him, because they was gonna you know lock him up, because he had a I think an unregistered gun or something like that. And so instead yeah. of so family, the family doesn't want him to go to jail. The family actually wants him to go you know, seek some help. He just wants to lock him up.
0: Yeah, I, I believe I believe he probably got some, you know, that CTE man. He probably got it. He Probably got it. Then you know what? Maybe maybe we ought to promote, not promote it, but you know, maybe we ought to just you know, you know, get some studies done on it and try to you know, be the first one. I ain't gonna say to be the first one, but you know, just but
2: try
1: to find a ways to detect it while, you know, you're still alive instead of waiting till yeah. somebody dies or, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: Cause I, I always thought, they you know, they could detect things through an MRI, you know. So, you know, they do a brain scan, check you out, and, you know, see the lesions in your head or whatever going on. But I guess they had to wait till you die to open your brain up, then they realize, oh, yeah, he got it, he got it. So I'm thinking about the, how can they tell, like, when you're you know. Yeah. I, I, I don't I, I want to get too deep into science like that. And, but I just, because I don't know. I ain't never opened up nobody's brain to open and look at it, you know. So I ain't going to even go there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, shout out, shout out to, uh, to, to, to uh, the football players. Uh, you know yeah, they, uh,
1: Chris Borland, <laughs> Chris Borland. Retiring, you' yeah, retiring at the age of 20 after just one year in the NFL. Now,
0: now my question to him is, do he have a backup plan? Like, where is I'm, sure, I'm pretty
1: sure he does. I mean, I'm pretty sure he does for him to make a rash decision. You know, I'm pretty sure he had to, you know, put some thought into it. I don't think he just know, you know, did some research on the internet and just decided he's going to retire. I think he had to, you know, put some thought into it. Uh, and, I mean, that, I mean, he does have a degree. I don't know where he graduated from college from. You know, he graduated from the University of, of Wisconsin, but uh, I'm pretty sure he could do something. But I guess he just figured that I can, you know, I I think he, in his mind he just figured, look, I could just get a, a regular nine to five and not risk getting CTE, then you know, play football, make millions of dollars, but you know, end up, you know getting this brain disease. <clears throat> and so I, I think for him, and like I said, man, he, uh, like I told you when we talked about last night that, uh, you know, he's still on his rookie contract. He only made $400,000 last year. So it's not like he made that much money in just one year playing in the NFL. And so he's, you know, he, he didn't even play long enough to where he can get that million dollar contract and start making millions. And yet he's turning it all down for his health. And it seems like that seems to be the trend right now in the NFL. You're seeing a lot of players retiring at a young age because they're afraid of, you know, of getting this uh, CTE. And they just feel like they could do something else. And that's why I, I put up the question there, you know, should the NFL be concerned about the future of football? You now, Right now, football's good. What they need to worry about is the next, you know, 15 to 20 years where, you know, all these elementary kids, you know, where they grow up wanting to play football, where they grow up wanting to play something else. And that's that's the age group that, you know, the NFL needs to worry about, these kids between the ages of zero to eight. We're going to move on now and we're going to talk about uh, Major League Baseball. As a Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manford, who's uh who's done a lot. For a guy who's only been on the job for about two months, man, he's already done a lot for baseball. But our new commissioner, Rob Manford, he's considering reinstating Pete Rose. Now, Pete Rose, for all you guys who don't know, he was a legendary baseball player during the 70s and 80s. He actually has the record for most hits in baseball. He's a Cincinnati Reds legend. He's part of that big red machine that won all them World Series during the uh, the seventies with the Cincinnati Reds. And in nineteen eighty nine, he was uh he got caught gambling and betting on baseball and he was banned for life. Banned for life for gambling. And so now twenty six years later, we have a new commissioner, and the new commissioner Bowden, he is considering reinstating Pete Rose and allowing him to finally get his due diligence and go into the Hall of Fame. And the Baseball Players Union support Pete Rose being reinstated. So, Bowdy, what do you think Commissioner Manfred should do? You think he should reinstate him or just, you know, continue uh, making him be banned? <laughs> reinstate him. Reinstate him, man.
0: I mean, gambling, he, you know, they're harmless, man. You know, I feel like, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's harmless. It ain't nothing compared to how, how my man, he got in trouble for the cocaine.
1: You remember that? Well, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I got to forget. It just happened you know, two weeks ago with Josh Hamilton.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, and, and yeah, that, that, that is hard. I mean, compared to Josh Hamilton doing cocaine, it's harmless. And not only that, but then compared to all these other players, like Barry Bonds, who did steroids. Alex Rodriguez did steroids. You know, Mark McGuire did steroids. Sammy Sosa. I mean, to me, those players doing steroids is a lot worse than, you know, Pete Rose gambling, betting on baseball. And so, to me, I th- I think, and I've always thought this way, you know, for them to just, you know, ban them for life, to me, that was just ridiculous. I mean, if you want to punish them, punish them. But to ban them for life? I mean, come on now. Like at the end of the day, the what he what he did was not that bad. I mean, obviously, we, you know, again, you no know, stealing Roger Goodell's word, you no know, betting on games that you're coaching in does affect the uh, the, the integrity of the sport. But still, I mean, you no know, gambling, it's a harmless crime. That's not even a crime. It's not even a crime. So, I mean, for them to the ban him for life is just ridiculous. And uh. I've said it before, I'll say it again, man. Shout out to Rob Manford for, you know, doing the, I won't say doing the right thing, but for at least considering it. You know, seeing that your predecessor uh, went too far, and now that you're the new commissioner, you're now at least taking into consideration that, you know what, maybe what my predecessor did by banning him for life was uh, going too far. He probably overstepped his boundaries. So let me, you know, at least look at it at least consider reinstating this man so you can at least, you know, get into the Hall of Fame. Because at 70, how old is Pete Rose now? Uh, let's see, Pete Rose is 74 years old. So at 74 mm. years old, it's not like, it's not like Pete Rose is going to do, you know, do much to really help the game of baseball. Unless, you know, he decides to get back into coaching. But uh, for right now, I mean, let him in. He's been banned now since 1989. Let let the man you know get his you know, due. Let him get into the Hall of Fame and just reinstate him. And so, uh, big ups to you know Commissioner Man for for at least thinking about it. Yeah.
0: I'm just surprised like, that he didn't appeal
1: it. Oh, he did back in '89, and he also appealed it again in, in '94, and both times he was denied. I'm saying they just somebody didn't like him. <laughs> and so now that we got a uh, now that we got a new, yeah, he actually tried several times. He tried in uh in '89 they uh denied him. He tried again in '92, he got denied. He tried again in '99, he got denied. He tried again in 2009. Excuse me, no, before that, 2003, he got denied. In 2009, he got denied. And then uh, last year, he got denied. And so now with the new commissioner, he's going to try again. And uh, the new commissioner is saying he's going to take it into consideration. And right now, Pete Rose is getting support from the baseball uh, union, the players' union. So, you no, know, for Pete Rose, he's saying, okay, we got a new commissioner in there. Let me try my luck with the new guy. Since the old guy who wants to be an asshole and just ban
0: me for life. I can understand banning them for a year or two. I have, yeah, but for I can, life. I can
8: understand, man. Yeah, I can
0: understand banning for five years. Okay, but they banned them for life, man. I mean, the man, you know, he in the golden years now. You know, and not considering, man, it shouldn't be I no considering. Like I mean, like they should like I just go let them on him, though. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: I agree with you. I agree with you. You should let them on there, but I'm saying that you no know, you just said now they're just doing it, I'm but you gotta understand we got to, they have a new commissioner in baseball. So obviously the new yeah. commissioner, I know his thought process is different than the old commissioner. But right. my th- my whole thing is that look, if you want to ban him, that's like I said I agree with you, you want to ban him for you no know, one year, five years, that's cool. But come on man, this is they banned him he's been banned now since nineteen eighty nine. Eighty nine. I was two. You know what I'm saying? So I mean I think I think he's I think he's well I think his punishment in you no know, serve well served he served his time. Say that he served his time. You no, know, you can't just ban somebody for you no know, 26 years of being banned from baseball. That's more than enough punishment for somebody that all he did was gamble.
0: Now, now how did he gamble? What what was so big was he staging games What did What I mean, what what exactly went on with it? Put on the ban for life. Uh, let's see. P. Rose, P. Rose was he in cahoots with the mob or something. What he was doing, you know, they made him made him look like he just killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but what went what, what, on um, staging games? Was he losing games on purpose or something? Was he making you know what? It had to be something big. And like he, was, he, wasn't
1: even, he, wasn't, he wasn't even doing
0: that. Uh,
1: what he was doing was he was a manager of let's see. He was the manager of the Cincinnati Reds uh, from
0: 1984
1: into 1989 when he got banned. And uh, what he got caught doing was uh, there was allegations of him gambling. And so uh, pretty much what he was doing was that he was betting on, he, he did not bet on the Reds. That's the team he was coaching was the Cincinnati Reds. So he did not bet on the Reds. So therefore, he was not, you know, um, he wasn't like, you know, losing games on purpose or anything like that to win money. He never betted on his own team. He just betted on other games. Like, for example, if, you know, St. Louis is is playing San Francisco, then he will probably bet on that game and win money. But he never betted on it. So it wasn't like he was throwing games or anything like that. He just betted on other games that were going on at that time. And he got caught, and they banned him for life.
0: But how did he get caught?
1: He got caught because they did an investigation on him as uh, somebody tipped him off that uh, Pete Rose was betting on games back in 1987. That was the first time somebody, you know, uh, tipped off baseball about it. And that's when they started doing an investigation. And in 1989, they went ahead and bound him after they found out he was really betting on games. Because so, in the baseball, it's kind of it's in the baseball rule book that uh, betting on ball games, any player, umpire, or club, or league official or an employee, who shall bow any sum whatsoever upon any baseball game in connection with the better, has a duty to perform, shall be declared permanently ineligible. That's in the baseball rule book. Oh, they could
0: change some rules. the rules meant to be changed. Man. They could change some rules. Oh, why would they put permanently? It is, at least it was written in the
1: It was written in there, but that rules from
2: nineteen (laughs) nineteen. Yeah, ain't that rule?
0: You can change that rule. You can say okay instead of permanently, one year. You know, like that three stripe rule, like one, one year, two, two years, three years, permanently, indefinitely. You know what I'm saying? But they yeah yeah that makes more sense. Yeah. Instead of just, he made one mistake, and he's been trying to pill it ever ever since 89. And he's not a joke of 74 years old. I mean, man, that's bad, man. Did they lock him up? They just-
1: no, He never been arrested. He just got caught gambling on baseball games and baseball banned him for life.
0: Man. And ain't about trying to change the rules right
1: now. Uh the new commission well, one thing I'm finding out about baseball, man, is baseball seems to be one of these uh these sports that are resistant to change, you know. The new commissioners pretty much came in and changed the rules of the game and you have all these, you know, baseball players, you know, bitching and moaning about the rule changes 'cause you know the rules have been the same way for a hundred years, so why change it? And then some of the old fans, you know, from um, uh, you know, some of the fans who are like forty and up, they're pissed off about the rule changes because the same reason, the rules have been the same way for a hundred years. So why change it? But my theory is, look, this ain't nineteen fifteen. You know, you got to think things change.
0: Now, now, now with them saying is the rules didn't change it. If the rules, saying for people like that to say some crazy mess like that. I think it just, is crazy because a hundred years ago, blacks weren't even playing baseball. They couldn't even play baseball for
1: a major yeah, league champion. Yeah,
0: black, blacks were playing in the Negro League. So they still kept the rules for that. My my Puerto Rican friend, well, he Puerto Rican, right? The guy who was talking crazy. Uh,
1: uh,
0: yeah, he, he would not even been playing baseball. But he talking about, I, I don't care. I'm gonna I'm do my. I'm gonna play my game. I'm gonna do what I got to <laughs> do. You
2: know what I'm mean? saying? Like, he said
1: yeah, yeah, I, like I ain't changing shit. You know, so they can find me. They can find me. I'm just gonna run out of
0: money. Oh, go crazy, man! I mean, <laughs> I mean, crazy. I mean, I, I I'm not calling them crazy because crazy. I'm just calling him crazy because you know rules. Sometimes, sometimes things change for the better. Like in this case, this man. Was banned for life or gambling. They could they could change that rule, man. But I said,
1: you just have you have some people who resist the change. Remember when we talked about the rule changes uh, last month? You now we had uh, somebody write in talking about why those was got to change stuff for the millennials.
0: <laughs>
1: no, but I, not, I mean, just that. Look, man, we're you know whether you guys like it or not, you know, we're the younger generation, and we're the future. And the new commissioner, Rob Manfred, understands that, you know, with our generation, our generation ain't watching baseball. And so if we ain't watching baseball, therefore, the generation after us, which is Generation Z,
0: they Most sure as hell watching baseball. baseball. baseball.
1: <laughs> and they sure as sure watching baseball. Either. So uh, Rob Manfred, what the new commissioner is trying to do, is trying to change the rules so, say, for the younger generation can watch baseball and keep the sport alive. You no, know, because, yep. you no, know, whether you guys like it or not, man, you – now, all you generation X people who are like, you know, thirty five and older. No, you guys you guys are getting older. No, ain't nobody care about you, you're forty. No, they're trying to, you know, get the you no know, get a ten year old to watch baseball. They ain't trying to you no know, they ain't worried about no forty year old they're worried about no ten year olds when interested in the game. Yeah. After we have, yeah, after we have Nate uh, talking about the rule changes. Talking about uh, the what's next? they gonna make everybody line up in alphabetical order.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Nate. He's <laughs> 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 Crazy man. But uh, I don't know, man. It just, I, I think, I, my, my whole thing is, you know, cha- change for the better. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to change the rules so people could be, you know, to, to break them. No, I just change the rules because to ban a person for life from the sport that they love and adore. I mean, that was that man's career, and you know, for 25 years. What was it? 25 years? 24, 25 years?
1: No, it's been uh, 26 years.
0: 26 years. It's life. Then surrounding it behind it. You know, you you want to clean up his legacy, you know, but they won't let him. You know, he, yeah, they, they, you know, with they, they, the forgiveness? Is? They ain't forgive the man. I man, they held this over their head for twenty six years for gambling. Come on, man, y'all be that, that wasn't even that serious. No, so I said they need to change the rules. You gotta change the rules. You gotta change these rules. Change the rules. Right? Change the rules. Hopefully, you know a good thing. At least, at least the commissioner he he uh, considering putting him in the Hall of Fame, reinstating him, putting him in the Hall. Of Fame. That's a good thing. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, what I'm saying, man, you got a new commissioner in there.
0: Yeah, and like you I said, man, he thinks he thinks
1: different. He's a different mindset than than his predecessor.
0: Yeah, but personally, I believe I believe it's deeper than that. Excuse me, y'all. I believe it's deeper than that. I believe. Keep rolling yeah, Bree, Bree,
1: don't get mad for him yawning. All right, we just lost, uh, we just lost M. Bowden, man. So let's see if we can uh, get back uh, to him, uh, reconnect with them. In the meantime, we are about to hit that time machine, as we will continue our uh, WrestleMania ranking. And uh, real quickly, we are going to. Uh, do a little rundown of the previous WrestleManias that we've done so far. Bowen, you back with us? Yeah, I'm alive. I'm alive. All right, man. So uh, here we go. At number 30, we had uh, WrestleMania 11. At number uh, 29, we had WrestleMania 25. At number 28, we had WrestleMania 13. At number 27, we had WrestleMania 2. At 26, we had WrestleMania 1. At 25, we had WrestleMania 9. At 24, we had WrestleMania 16. At 23, we had WrestleMania 29. At 22, we had WrestleMania 21. At 21, we had WrestleMania 15. At 20, we had WrestleMania 7. At 19, we had WrestleMania 24. At 18, we had WrestleMania 27. At 17, WrestleMania 8. And then yesterday, we talked at 16, we talked about WrestleMania 23. So, balance, hit that time machine as we're going to go to a, a not too distant past. We're going to go to uh, just last year, as a matter of fact. We're going to go to re- uh, the year 2014.
0: 2014, let's go, Marty. Let's go, Marty. I'm on my way. spot. First i I'm the real Drop this and let the whole world feel it, let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business I can hold you down Like I'm giving lessons in physics Right, right You want a bad bitch like this huh?
2: Drop it low and pick it up just like this Yeah. yeah. Cup of Ace, cup of Goose, cup of crisp. I
0: heal something worth the habit taking ticket on my wrist, on like. my wrist Taking all the liquor straight Never chase that Never stop like we bringing ADS back What? Bring the hooks in with a bass
2: at. Champagne feeling you can taste that
1: we're gonna talk about WrestleMania thirty as WrestleMania thirty ranked at number fifteenth and fifteenth best WrestleMania of all time. That's what happened to do Ranking. And, uh, WrestleMania 30 took place April 6, 2014, just last year, It took place in New Orleans, Louisiana, As this was the first WWE pay-per-view, uh, this is the first WWE event to be on both the pay-per-view or the WWE Network, so you had an option about it. you can either watch WrestleMania 30 on pay-per-view, or you could just order the WWE channel. You could watch uh WrestleMania on there. I wonder which was cheaper, pay-per-view of the WWE channel. This is the first This is the first WrestleMania to be on the WWE network.
0: But WrestleMania be on WWE network.
1: Yeah. Ah. Uh, Counting out. It. It's weird having WWE Have its own network, so to put uh, the boxing show in that network. You can't see on Monday Night Raw on You're paying $30 a month to watch the channel. That you can see for free on, on Raw on Saturday. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so WrestleMania, the main few things to WrestleMania 30 was a uh, Daniel Bryan taking on Triple H. Then you had a Triple Threat match for the WWE Championship as uh, Randy Orton defended his title. Against Batista and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan had two matches that night. Off the two other main fields was Undertaker taking on Brock Lesnar. Now, WWE claims they made $11 million on ticket sales. You know, some people question that. According to WWE, they made $11 million in ticket sales. As WWE Brought a hundred and forty two million dollars with the warlords economy. And uh, WrestleMania thirty is also remembered for being the Ultimate Warriors last one of his last T V appearances as he died two days later.
0: Yeah, that was sad, that was real sad.
1: Yeah. So, the storyline for WrestleMania 30. So, the main storyline heading to WrestleMania 30 was, now, Bound Authority is like this generation's version of the corporation. Just yeah. that instead of having uh, Vince McMahon make The Rock the corporate champion in 1998, Stephanie decided in 2014 to make Randy Orton the corporate champion. Hmm. So, Randy Orton was the corporate champion as a uh, you No know, Randy Orton won the WWE title against John Cena in December uh, 2013. Then there's uh Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan uh had was beefing with uh Stephanie and her husband Triple H. As a uh, you No know, Daniel Bryan has been praised by critics and fans as being one of the best wrestlers in WWE. And they deserved a title shot at summer 2013, which you know, Stephanie gave him a title shot against John Cena. But Triple H, you know, turned on Daniel Bryan and gave Daniel Bryan the pedigree. Then, immediately afterwards, again, Randy Orton who was hand-picked by Stephanie to be the corporate champion. He came in, cashed his money in the big title opportunity, and pinned Daniel Bryan to become WWE Champion, as Daniel Bryan was only WWE Champion for three seconds at SummerSlam 2013. And so, because of Triple H and Stephanie quote-unquote sabotaging Daniel Bryan, doing everything in their power to make sure that Daniel Bryan does not become the face of the WWE, because Triple H and Stephanie wanted Ray Orton to become the face of the WWE. And so, Daniel Bryan got a rematch against Randy Orton at the Night of Champions pay per view, but due to uh, Scott, uh, where he um, defeated Randy Orton, but Triple H and Stephanie accused the referee of cheating, so they stripped Daniel Bryan out of the championship and gave it back to uh, Randy Orton. <laughs> then Daniel Bryan got another rematch at the Battleground pay per view, but that match ended in no contest when the Big Show, who was hired by the authority, attacked both Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton. Then Daniel Bryan challenged Randy Orton for the WWE Championship at Hell in a Cell, but once again, Triple H interfered, and he had his homeboy, Shawn Michaels, give Daniel Bryan a sweet chin music to make sure that the corporate champion, Randy Orton, keeps the title. And that led to the Yes Movement where Daniel Bryan and all the fans gathered together to start a movement to make sure that Daniel Bryan gets a title shot at WrestleMania, and this is how the Yes movement uh, resulted. So I'm about to play the clip of the Yes movement and Triple H and Stephanie's reaction to the Yes movement of the fans and Daniel Bryan.
7: Alright, Daniel. Congratulations. You got your own little Occupy Raw movement and while i'm happy all of you could have a moment now this is the part where reality comes crashing down on all of you you all that includes all of you have about 30 seconds to get out of our ring before we call security and have you all arrested i'll give you the 30. talk amongst yourselves
6: know the fat guy
7: right up front doesn't have much more in him. I can see him sweating. Come on. Give it to me, Chubby. Come on. Oh, you peed it out, didn't you? That's too bad. Because your 30 seconds of glory are up, you losers. Security!
2: Good.
9: Wait, 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 wait. Wait a second, Hunter. You want us to leave? What do you think if everybody here in this Coliseum just walks out to the parking lot right now? We can set up our own ring, and you can have Raw in front of an arena of empty chairs. What do you think about that, Hunter?
6: I think they do it, too. Yes, yes,
7: Security!
6: Yes, 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 yes,
7: yes. Throw all these people out.
6: Yes, 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 yes. That's
9: it. Oh, uh-oh, guys,
6: Oh, they're gonna get rid of all these people. <laughs> they're not. Oh, this is just
7: a spectacle. This is, this, this <laughs> is, this an is embarrassing. Well,
6: why don't you go do something, John? You go remove all these well, people
7: from well, oh, the ring.
2: Clear that ring.
7: saw something in you so you know what I took it upon myself to try to protect you to protect you from everything that would happen when you were successful you would be run out of here so I tried to protect you I protected you in SummerSlam I protected you ever since then and what happens this happens you want to know why I didn't fight you at WrestleMania for your own good Daniel, because I will end all of this. Because at WrestleMania, I will not stop until I end you. That's the way I operate. And that's the way it's going to be. You want to fight me at WrestleMania? Oh, boy. Then be careful
6: what you wish for.
7: You're on.
6: Oh, man. It's going to happen. The hell out of my ring. Daniel Bryan pushed wait, Hunter, 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 hunter,
9: hunter, 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 hunter. I'm sorry, I, I didn't um I misspoke earlier. Uh that's that's not exactly all that I want. You see, because as much as these people want to see me fight you at WrestleMania, what they really want is to see me fighting for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, my gosh. I like the sound of that. So here is what we really want. If I beat you at WrestleMania 30, I get added to the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match, so that then the main event would be Randy Orton versus Batista versus Daniel Bryan.
6: match. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh man. I'm
9: gonna blow a gasket here. Here
6: it comes, here it comes. <laughs> uh, thank why, are you, why are you throwing
2: fit, are you throwing a you, you,
9: you want that? You want that? You get all of it.
10: You get me, you get your deal. Get out of my ring, and I am gonna end this.
6: And WrestleMania, you can bet your ass. Uh, Daniel Bryan has pushed the steel
1: all right, so that was the Daniel Bryan's Yes Movement, which caused uh, Triple and Stephanie to lose their damn
0: mind. <laughs> that raise the fan. Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie was raised a hell. Get out! I own this. I
2: own everything. <laughs> Who runs Watertown? Master Blaster. Who runs Watertown? Master Blaster. Master Blaster. Master Blaster. Oh man
1: Yeah man Stephanie don't play Stephanie don't play
0: Yeah
1: Alright so So that led to The match between Triple H and Daniel Bryan At Wrestlemania As Daniel Bryan started The Occupy Yes movement then you have the WWE champion, Randy Orton, as a Randy Orton defeated John Cena in December of 2013 at the TLC pay-per-view. And then in and at Royal Rumble 2014, Batista came back after being gone for four years and won the 2014 Royal Rumble, which, gained, which gave him a title shot at Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Then at the uh, Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, Randy Orton successfully defended his uh, heavyweight his WWE Championship at the Elimination pay-per-view. And so, Daniel Bryan being frustrated as we talked about. So, here's the stipulation. Daniel Bryan beat Triple H. Later on at WrestleMania, he would get a title shot and he will be added to the Randy Orton versus Batista match at WrestleMania. So it was Randy Orton versus Petista for WWE title, and Triple H, excuse me, if Daniel Bryan could beat Triple H, he'd be added to that fight to make the triple threat match. Then you had Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar challenges Undertaker, who Undertaker had been gone from wrestling for a year, but Undertaker came back after being gone for a year and accepted Brock Lesnar's challenge by slamming him through a table. Then you had uh, Bri Watt challenge John Cena as as John Cena won revenge for uh, Bri Watt costing John Cena his match against Randy Orton at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view when Bri Watt uh, hit John Cena from behind and allowed Randy Orton to keep his championship because Randy Orton was the corporate champion, handpicked by Stephanie to be the face of the WWE. So Bri Wright and uh, John Cena they had a match at WrestleMania. And also too you had um also too you had Hulk. Hogan. Hulk Hogan was the host of WrestleMania 30. So let's start things off, man. So WrestleMania started off the first match of WrestleMania was between Daniel Bryan and Triple H with the winner facing the WWE Championship later on that night. So, of course, Triple H, he came to the ring accompanied by his wife, Stephanie. As uh, Daniel Bryan kicked Triple H instead of shaking his hand, he kicked him. And he started the match with a Tornado DDT off the apron. And Triple H gained a quick advantage by injuring Daniel Bryan's arm on the announce table and kept attacking his arm with a hammer lock and a belly-to-belly suplex off the apron. Then Daniel Bryan refused to uh, submit as uh, Triple H did a cross chicken wing on Daniel Bryan to hurt his arm even more. But then Daniel Bryan reversed it and hit the, the yes lock on Triple H but Triple H was able to get uh, to get to the ropes. Then Triple H tried to hit the pedigree, hit the pedigree on Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan was able to kick out. Then, <clears throat> then Daniel Bryan was able to hit the running knee on Triple H for the three count and the win. So Daniel Bryan beat Triple H. And he got to fight uh, Randy Orton and Batista for the WWE Championship. And uh, Stephanie McMahon was so pissed off that uh, she slapped Daniel Bryan. And after she slapped Daniel Bryan, Triple H whooped Daniel Bryan's ass from behind and injured his arm some more. The next match, and I didn't even know there was still wrestling uh, about it. The New Age Outlaws, Road Dogg and Mr. Ass. They took on Kane and the Shields. In a, on a three-on-two handicap match, and so the Shield, man, they performed a triple powerbomb on both uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn for the win. So uh, Kane and the Shield, uh, oh, to the back, the New Age Outlaws were teaming up with Kane to take on the Shield. My bad, my bad. But the Shield, they won, they won the match after doing a triple powerbomb on both Road Dog and uh, Mr. Ass. Billy Gunn. I didn't know the uh, New York was still wrestling, about
0: Yeah, uh, Road Dogg uh, and uh,
1: Mr. Ass Billy Gunn. Yeah.
0: Oh, at least there's somebody in the world watching, man, I, I didn't know they were still wrestling. I thought they yeah. were tired. Oh, just, you didn't know? You better call somebody.
2: Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm an ass man. Yeah. <laughs> I, no I like, like, so yeah, did, I like to rub them. <laughs> I like to stick them because I'm an ass man.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a like Vince McMahon. That's a crazy one. Vince McMahon is crazy. So I'm still 11 by Al Snow. That's a little crazy too. Hey, what everybody needs. Hey, hey. what does everybody you know. want. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know he just running the ranges, just, just going crazy with a little head medic. I thought it was like some type of voodoo or something. <laughs> you know, crazy. I, I, it, it didn't dawn on me what he was actually talking about. Like it was subliminal, you know. Good, you talking about the mannequin? You know, yeah. Come up with these little story it. with these wrestlers. Alright, yeah, so the next
1: match was um the Andre the Giant Memorial match. So it was a battle royal and the winner would get the Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy. And so this match was won by um Cicero. Cicero won the match and he was um, rewarded by Hulk Hogan the Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy. Next up, you John Cena take on uh, Bray Watt. And so Bray Watt, he uh, came out with his uh, his voodoo entrance. as since they were in New Orleans. But uh, John Cena was able to win the match. Well, first John Cena put up uh, Bray Watt in the attitude adjustment. But Watt was able to kick out. Then at ringside... uh. Cena tackled uh, Harper Watt, his brother, excuse me, into the guardrail. Back in the ring, Cena put Watt into the STFU, but Watt was able to get the ropes. Then uh, Watt hit his move, Sister Abigail, but Cena was able to break out. Then Watt a steel chair and tossed it to John Cena, begging John Cena to hit him in the head with the steel chair. So, therefore, John Cena can ruin his goody-two-shoes uh, image. But instead, John Cena hit uh, his brother with the chair, uh, Brian Bray's brother with the chair, and while capitalized by rolling up Cena for the pinfall but he couldn't. Then John Cena countered the sister Abigail with the attitude adjustment for the win. So, uh, it seems like Bray Watt bowed, and he's like some uh, some voodoo guy. The next match you had uh, Brock Lesnar versus the Undertaker. And uh Brock Lesnar beat Undertaker with the F5. As uh, Brock Lesnar became the first wrestler to beat Undertaker at WrestleMania. Undertaker was 21-0, and, and uh Undertaker was able to and Brock Lesnar was able to break the streak and beat the Undertaker, as the fans in New Orleans were shocked. Shocked. And Untaker, he walked out thanking the fans. So maybe uh, Untaker retired after this match, I'm guessing. Since he thanked the fans. As Untaker has not been back since. The next, he had a 14-woman match for the Divas Championship. And uh, AJ Lee, CM Punk's wife, won the match by uh, tapping Naomi's hand to win the match after uh, making the referee think that Naomi had uh, tapped out even though she didn't. So uh, AJ Lee won the match. So next up, Bowdoin, you had the main event as WWE champion Randy Orton defended his title against Batista and Daniel Bryan. And so... So Randy Orton and Batista, they decided they were going to work together and just whoop Daniel Bryan's ass. And so they just double teamed Daniel Bryan as Batista threw Bryan down with the Batista bomb on top of the Spanish announce table. Then after that, Randy Orton did an RKO on Daniel Bryan on top of another table. Then uh, medical the ambulance came out to give Daniel Bryan up medical attention, and they uh, you know put Daniel Bryan in the stretcher and took him to the hospital. Then Batista attacked Randy Orton, but Randy Orton was able to retaliate on Batista by doing a DDT onto the floor. Then Daniel Bryan all of a sudden got off the stretcher, got back in the ring, and he started you know beating up uh, Randy Orton. Then Randy Orton tried to hit the RKO on Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan countered with the yes lock. Then Batista broke the hold, and instead Batista was trapped by Daniel Bryan in the uh, yes lock. Then Randy Orton broke it up, and then Batista uh, avoided the RKO, but then ran, but then he speared Randy Orton instead. And then um, but then uh, he tried to spear Randy Orton. Randy Orton leapfrogged Batista, and Batista speared uh, Daniel Bryan as Daniel Bryan flew right out of the ring after he got, he got speared. Then Randy Orton did the RKO on Batista, but Batista was able to kick out. Then Randy Orton tried to punt Batista in the head, but instead uh, he got a running knee from Daniel Bryan. Then Batista threw Bryan out of the ring and covered Randy Orton, but Randy was able to kick out. Then Batista got pissed off and hit the Batista Bomb on Randy Orton, but then Daniel Bryan came out of nowhere, hit the running knee on Batista, and made Batista tap out of the yes and that means uh, Daniel Bryan won, and Daniel Bryan is WWE Champion. Now, the aftermath, the aftermath of WrestleMania 30, obviously, you had um, Daniel Bryan, he's the new WWE Champion. The following day on Raw, Triple H and Randy Orton and Batista they all teamed up to reform the Evolution. And then Stephanie McMahon gave Kane back his mask. And told Kane to put the mask on. So therefore, Kane came back to his normal cell. Kane challenged Daniel Bryan for a championship match at Extreme at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view the following month. But Daniel Bryan was able to defeat Kane. Now, Daniel Bryan had to a, had a vacate the belt on May 12th of 2014 bouting because he had to get neck surgery yeah. So he was he wasn't champion for very long. He had to get neck surgery, which made him miss nine months before he came back in January of 2015. And then uh, as far as the other, like I said, mentioned earlier, Randy uh, Ultimate Warrior, he went to the Hall of Fame at WrestleMania 30. And so on Monday Night Raw, he gave out his final speech. And then the next, then you know, the next day after Raw, he passed away. About to play uh, Ultimate Warrior speech for you guys.
6: WWE Championship at the same time. And again, there's your hat.
10: say, this evening, it's been hard for me to find the words.
2: Oh,
6: Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be great.
10: warrior and let me do the talking (laughs) no WWE talent becomes a legend on their own every man's heart one day beats its final beat his lungs breathe their final breath and if what that man did in his life makes the blood pulse through the body of others, and makes them bleed deeper in something than larger than life, Then his essence, his spirit, will be immortalized by the storytellers, by the loyalty, by the memory of those who honor him and make the running the man did live forever. You... You, 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 you are the legend makers of Ultimate Warrior. In the back, I see many potential legends, some of them with warrior spirits, and you will do the same for them. You will decide if they lived with the passion and intensity, so much so that you will tell your stories and you will make them legends as well. I am Ultimate Warrior, You are the Ultimate Warrior fans, And the spirit of Ultimate Warrior will run forever.
1: That was Ultimate Warrior the very next night on Raw. And you know, like I said, unfortunately, man, he passed away the very next day, shockingly. And so, um, Bowden, man, 2014, WrestleMania 30, man, what's your thoughts? The critics, by the way, sorry. The critics, man, they gave a WrestleMania 30 out of 10. So, Bowden, WrestleMania 30, 2014, what's your thoughts? I give it a 10. You give it a 10. And uh, what's your thoughts on Ultimate Warrior's uh, final speech there?
0: Inspirational.
1: Yeah, I agree. Very
0: inspirational. I grew up with the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, I used to play Street of of Rage. Y'all remember Street of Rage? Street of Rage, he was like one of the uh, super bad guys on the. You know, you had to uh, beat him to get to the next level. And then Ultimate Warrior was like a god, man. I mean, he was like a god. He was was a mysterious wrestler, man. I mean, you couldn't compare him to anybody else. I mean, the the greatest matches that I would love to see him fight. I would love to see him fight Hulk Hogan. He would love to see him fight Macho Man. Because they don't like the great ones, man. I mean, Macho Man, (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. But Ultimate Warrior, man, he he, he, always have a special place in my heart, man. You know, RIP, to Warrior lives on. <laughs> the Warrior lives on for real. <laughs> yeah. And uh,
1: I, I agree 100% about it, man. That was inspirational speech. And uh, rest in peace to the ultimate warrior. And uh, yeah. we are we are actually we actually five minutes over. So uh, I'm just gonna quickly say this that uh, we are we are out. Uh, everybody have a nice night. Enjoy yourself. We'll be back tomorrow. As tomorrow we continue our WrestleMania ranking. In the meantime, man, everybody have a good night. You know, have a nice enjoy your dinner. We're on the East Coast. Have a you know, enjoy your sleep. And we'll be back tomorrow. But we're out. out <laughs>
2: I